My guest in this episode is mindset coach Sheila Kimani. I've invited her on the show to talk about self-confidence and her program called Breaking the Shell. Welcome, Sheila. Uh, before we get started, tell us how you got into coaching. Thank you so much. Um, I, I got started in coaching a little over um, eight months ago, officially, as a professional. Um, before, I used to just practice coaching to the people around me, to my family and my friends. But I did not know coaching could be a career by itself. So I used to do coaching alongside other um, other nine to five jobs. Um, but I was with my sister and we were just having a chat and she mentioned coaching and I was like, what is coaching? And I went and looked it up and I was like, wow, I've been doing this to, to people around me, to people who know me every time. And I thought, this is something that makes an impact to me. It makes a difference. And I always feel like this is my purpose. So that's how I started. And I was like, I'm going to follow this through. I'm going to become a professional and this is going to be my career. So that's how I started into coaching. And so far, it's been amazing. I feel fulfilled and I'm very content as a coach. Well, that's, a great, that's a great story. Yeah. It's passion, right? You, you, yeah. you find something and you go like, oh, yeah, I, there's something there. And I like that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, but you talked about when we uh, emailed each other, you talked about having to build self-confidence and that has now become something that you work on with, with other people. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Um, when I was younger, I struggled with confidence and self-esteem. I thought if I couldn't do something, then it wasn't worth doing it at all because I'm not doing anything and nobody cares about what I do. So if I couldn't get good grades, then I didn't want to study at all, you know? If I could, if my hair wasn't looking a certain way, then I didn't want to go outside. If I didn't get complimented and all these kind of things, I felt like I needed to be validated by the world. But as I got older, something shifted inside me. And I realized that being able to believe in myself, being able to be confident in myself is one of the most important things that I could do to myself. So even if I can do everything right at this time, then it meant that, you know, something along the way, somewhere along the way, it will all make sense. So even if something goes wrong, it doesn't mean that what I'm doing isn't worth at all. It just means that I'm building my journey to where I'm going, to where I want to be later in life. So um, so this is something that started way back and I was like, I could have used a life coach. I could have used someone to help me build my self-confidence by myself. So that's how I came up with my Breaking the Shell program. And Breaking the Shell means rising up against all odds rising up um against anything that is around you and kind of blocking your path to where you want to go and um for me i kind of had to rise above and like drop an image of the person who is just you know meek and average and not doing the best i had to drop that image and when i did i felt like it's a shell that i had around me so that's how I came up with the name Breaking the Shell program. So um, more about this program is that um, it's, it's stepping out of your comfort zone, stepping out of the shadows and unlocking your potentials. So um, that's how I started with that program. And um, yeah, so. Excellent. I mean, that's the thing that most people don't realize is they have potential and then it's unused. It's untapped. Yes. And. You say breaking the shell. How did that feel 
when you left the meek, timid person behind? Uh, and, and how do you see yourself today differently? Oh, my God. It felt, it felt like a power. I felt powerful when I left that meek girl that I was even five years ago. I felt like finally I can do something. And, you know, and ever since I left that person, I always do everything to my level best. I do not care what's happening around me, even if it's in chaos. I have to do my best in everything. And 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 I think that kind of makes me feel makes me feel some type of um powerful in myself. It give gives me confidence in who I am and it boosts my self-esteem, you know, that I don't have to sit back and just, you know, in the sidelines or in the shadows and 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 not do what I'm meant to do in this part in in this life. So what does self-confidence mean to you then? Is it not being reliant on praise from others or how would you describe self-confidence now now i would describe um, self-confidence as um the power that you give yourself Mm. i would describe it and 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 what one of the um quotes that helps me describe self-confidence is something that elena roosevelt said once is that you know, when you when you feel inferior, when someone makes you feel inferior, it's because you give them the consent to make you feel inferior. Because if you were if you are confident in yourself, if you have so much confidence, nobody can make you feel inferior. So, yeah. yeah. There's an opposite quote from Dale Carnegie who says, "A person who seeks all his applause from the outside has his happiness in other people's hands." Right. So if, yeah. if, if, if all the uh, support and, and uh, um, feelings of self-worth come from the outside, mm-hmm. then you're not in control. So, you, so being in control is self-confidence to you, right? Yes. Yes. Being in control and being able to be yourself and, and not letting the world tell you who you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. So when you created the Breaking the Shell uh, approach, the program, what are some of the components that go into that? What are some of the things that you coach people through so that they can break their shell as well? Yeah. Um, so the, the program is divided into three. I have week one to week four, whereby I talk about mindset shift. And under mindset shift, we talk about um, routines. We talk about positive habits and, you know, habits that need to be adopted, habits that need to be changed and others that need to be dropped. Um, and then we, after that, those are like the first four weeks. Yeah, and then yeah after- but let's let's stop at the at the first four weeks and say, okay, okay mindset focus in the first yes. four weeks. Habits that need to be formed, habits that need to be dropped. Yes. So what are some of the things that you talk about there? Um, for instance, in habits, there is something that I learned and I use for myself. It's forming a keystone habit for yourself, a habit that helps you do uh, a habit that helps you do other habits. For instance, I will give you an example. When I wake up at 6 a.m. every day, let's say today, if I wake up at 6 a.m., that kind of makes me get in a certain routine. It helps me accomplish most of my tasks of the day. But if, let's say, I get up at 8 a.m., that means somehow my, my rest of the day is kind of mixed up and, you know, I, I fall off my habits. But if I have one habit that I can keep up 
even if it's like for just 100 days, I always, everything else just falls under and just, you know, um, kind of fall, falls in a routine that I'm able to follow for myself. I like that. The idea of a keystone habit, of, of a habit that um, supports all the other habits. That's right. Yes. That, that's and what it means. So that, that that can be different things for different people, right? Yeah, it could be different thing for different people. Mine is just stick the M. Someone else could be something different. Someone else could be if they just work out for five for fifteen minutes a day. That kind of sets the mood for the whole day. That could be that. It could be something that anybody chooses for themselves. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the mindset. What is the what is the mindset focus that you talk about uh, in those four weeks? What's the shift? Because you talk about it as a shift, right? Yes, it's 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 kind of a shift um, from like a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Um, okay, explain those terms a little bit. Fixed yes. and growth, yeah. Fixed fixed mindset and growth mindset. These were two terms that were coined by Caroline Dweck. Um, she was a professor at Stanford University. Um, whereby she and, and and she gives example of of, of how fixed mindset and growth mindsets um, kind of weigh in with each other. With a fixed mindset, you view obstacles as challenges that cannot be avoided, and if you if you go through those obstacles, you cannot you cannot succeed at all. While in in a growth mindset, you take the obstacles as something that's building up for the better version of what's about to come. So a gr- someone with a growth mindset will view something like persistence as, you know, something that gets gets them to where they want to be or effort. They're like, I have to put in effort for me to be where I want to be. But if it's, if when you have a fixed mindset, you'll be like, no, I don't need to put effort. I need it now. I need it now. I need it to happen now. And if it doesn't happen now, then it means that it's never going to happen. Yeah. And, and <laughs> probably waiting for other people to to make it happen for you almost uh, a fixed mindset almost sounds like a, yeah, I don't need to either it happens or it doesn't happen. There are so many things are out of my control, you know, all of those things. Whereas the growth mindset says, I am in charge of my growth. I am the one leading this. I, if I put in the effort persistence, if I, and growth also implies openness right learning yeah mm-hmm. it, it does and 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 i was gonna say um in fixed mindset intelligence is static but on a growth mindset intelligence is something that you can grow with time so it's not you even if you don't know something you can always learn that thing and, and be better at what you're trying to be excellent yeah. I, I used to talk about i used to teach about self-confidence back in the day and uh I used to say that it's not a static thing. It's you can increase self-confidence. It can also lessen. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people that was a whoa, since I lost it, that means it can be regained. And I think that for for a lot of people that is helpful because yeah. they go, "Oh, I thought I just didn't have any self-confidence." <laughs> no, but since you lost it, it can be regained. It, Absolutely. It, it it can be regained. Yes, that's that, that's absolutely true. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So you you focus the first four weeks on the mindset, on the habits, and my keystone mindset and growth. No keystone habits Habit. and growth mindset. Mindset and um, two other things uh, that also fall under that is that we try to create a perfect environment, whereby you know 
there are some of the things there's some of the things that affect what we where where we want to be it could be like you know that place where you are it's too cluttered and you, and you cannot be able to focus you know it could be something that could be like distraction like social media could be distracting you or a phone uh, could be so distractive so during the four weeks we try to create an environment that will make you focus on what where you want to be that will make you grow as a person and i call that like a perfect environment okay so it's really keystone habit declutter right decluttering the environment and and focusing on a, or shifting to a growth mindset. Yes, and shifting to a growth mindset, which connects, which also connects your vision to where you are now. So yeah, okay. yeah. that's great. Okay, what happens next? Yes, after that, um, we go to the next step, which is attitude of the mind. Attitude of the mind. I have three things: is learning to trust yourself. Because I feel like most of us are always like, oh my God, I'm not sure I can do this. Can I do this really? But yet you have this, you have this vision, you have this goal for yourself, but then something deep inside tells you you cannot do it. At this point is where we quiet that voice. We quiet that inner critic that, that keeps coming back and, and telling you, no, you cannot do this. You need to, you need to step back, you know? Um, so in this, in this place, in this attitude of the mind, we quiet the inner critic, we learn how to trust yourself and learn how to get that confidence to move to to the next step in your life. Excellent. And so, of course, there are a lot of blockers there. There are a lot of limiting beliefs and things. So starting to trust. So what do you think is the key element to create trust in yourself, to trust that you can do things? The key element is believing in yourself. Mm. You have to believe in yourself for you to trust that you can do something. Yeah. So um, I always say, I always say, um, when when you believe you can do something, and 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 something that I I picked up from from someone, he's called Dean Graziosi. I did like a summit um like two months ago from him, and he said something that I resonated with. He said um. When when God gives you your dreams, when, when you think about your goals, he gave them to you and not to someone else. So you you have to, you have to, you have to um g- give it your best. You have to believe that you can do this because when you sat down and wrote your goals and we all sit down, well, most of us sit down and write new year resolutions. I'm going to try and do this, this thing this year. That person that was sitting down and writing those goals believed so much that they can do this. So what happens along the way that they're like, oh, maybe not. Maybe no, I'm not going to lose weight. Maybe I cannot do this. Maybe this runs in my family, so I'm not going to be able to do this. That is the kind of thing that I always try to eradicate. That limiting pattern, the limiting beliefs. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So once I learn to trust myself a little bit more, mm-hmm. you have another level, right? Yes, I have my last level, which I which I call it becoming unstoppable. Hmm. And so, what does that entail? 
<laughs> so I'm gonna just go back a little bit. Yeah. So you have this growth mindset now. You the, the first step is you know getting that growth mindset, getting into that decluttering of your space or even of your mind. Um, and you have you have the habits that you've formed, like a keystone habit that's helping you, that's fueling fueling your goals. And then afterwards, we go to believing in yourself and trusting in yourself, and um, you know, getting this momentum. By the time we get to the last step, you have you already have all the tools you need to become unstoppable. So all you need to do is just skyrocket. It's just to do it. So on 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 this um on, on becoming unstoppable, which which is the last four weeks um of the program, we talk about consistency. Consistency in whatever you're doing. Like for instance, a keystone habit, you have to do every you have to do it every day for it to stick. Maybe for the first hundred days, or maybe for the first 21 days, whichever works for you. You have to be consistent on it. You have to be consistent on your goals. Whatever you set for yourself, you have to stay consistent. And 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 with consistency, at times it always seems like, oh my God, I'm doing this, but nothing makes sense. But it's just the keep keeping on doing it, keep keep on going. At some point, it will all make sense. So, um, and also, yeah, the the um the consistency, the taking action, taking you know, like grabbing the bull by its horns and be like, yes, I can do this, and I'm going to do it. Um, and one thing that I also talk about in this in this step is the willingness. When you talk about willing, being willing to do something, you know, you have to be willing to. For instance, for me, I my keystone habit is waking up in the morning. I have to be willing to do that. If I'm not willing, I'm not going to wake up at 6 a.m. It has to come from the inside. You can't. It has, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It, it has to come from the inside. And it's as simple thing as to, like making a cup of coffee. You have to be willing to, to stand up from where you are and go make your cup of coffee. So that really comes back to your goals. You have to be willing to actually accomplish your goals for them to be able to be accomplished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so um, the third part is really all about, as you say, taking action, being consistent in those actions. Yeah. Uh, but building on the habits, the mindset, and the trust. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and everything, and, and as I said, willingness is something that encompasses the whole thing. You have to be willing to go through this. You have to be willing to make that change in your life for change to actually happen in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. This is a good program, Sheila. You've, you, I know you're new to coaching, but you've created something that, that has great potential. Um, Thank you. So what do you find for yourself to be the most difficult part of being a new coach? What I find to be the most difficult part of being a new coach, that is a very good question. Um, for me, the most difficult part is, I don't know, let me think, let me think what the most I, I don't know. For me, I always I, I have so much passion. I don't even I don't I don't usually You don't think, even think about the limits. You just I don't think about the limits. <laughs> I I just do it. Like I just, I just do it. I, I post so much content on my social media about what I'm doing, even if at times I'm gonna get five likes. I don't I'm like, ah, oh, somebody is gonna 
gonna get somebody's gonna feel it somebody is gonna get my content but um but for me i think i wish i could get to more people i wish i could make an impact to more people mm. but right now even making an impact to one person that changes my life mm-hmm. you know when someone just does the program with me and we go through it with them and they're like wow sheila this this is just great i'm i'm and 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 they're happy and they, and they feel like their life is where they want to be that does it for me it's like mic drop we're done like this is this is great so yeah i think i could say i could say maybe i would like to get to more people and impact more people yeah but focusing as you say on the content and your energy you have great energy so Thank you. using that to your benefit and using you know the, the power you have in you I, I think i think you're on the right track here sheila i, I really congratulate you on this thank this you thank you so, so much if people want to contact you and and, and learn more about your uh services how mm-hmm. do they do that um they could go to my website shilakimani.com or they could reach out to me on my instagram which is ms shilakimani or they could email me sheila at shilakimani.com excellent i'll put all of these in the description of the podcast so that people can just go and click on it and and they can find you easily anything else that you think that you want to share with us before we uh, uh, go today um, one last thing that I like to say, and I, I learned this when I was learning all about mindsets, is that your mindset in life makes the whole difference. When you think that something is beyond your reach, it's going to be beyond your reach. But when you think that something is within your reach, you will reach it. However big, however humongous it seems, you can reach anything as long as you have the right mindset with you. Great, great parting words. Thank you, Sheila. You're welcome. Once again, my name is Good John Bergman. To learn more about my approach to coaching, enter gbpersonalcoaching.com into your browser, and that will take you to my website. Thanks for listening. Be well.